0: The snap, the put-down, the swing of the leg, it is on its way, it is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship!
1: Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati
2: is legit. Welcome to the national scene, West Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess
0: what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning.
3: Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation here on your Tuesday night. As always, I am Aaron Smith, joined by my co-hosts, Jeff Howell, and the self-proclaimed Best producer in the city, Ed Mahal. Ed, you 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 good?
1: Uh, yeah, I posting stuff.
3: All right, just I know you you had a rough time with your fence. I'm
2: talking
1: about Ed, that damn fence. Did a tree fall on your fence, Ed? <laughs> no. So get it all out, buddy. We're getting our our, our fence power washed and stained, right? Okay. Because you know it, it needs that. So. I was cleaning all the I had to get all the ivy and stuff off behind the shed it it is what it is and they came and power washed it today and I needed to replace so on the on the door where the where the hinges on the bottom hinge it the wood was split so I took one of the panels off of the corner where nobody's going to see it because I didn't want to replace that with a fresh piece of wood. Stain's going to look different, right? That's faces the front of the house. So I took a piece of wood off on the back ones and I was using that to replace it. And everything was going great. Everything was going great. And then when I'm going to go put the gate back on, that's when things didn't go great anymore.
3: Well, we're, we're happy that Brennix is crying for you. I don't know if you can hear it. I, well, I
1: appreciate you, but... that, Brennix. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> um, I.
3: RIP Ed's fence.
1: It doesn't help, Jeff. That doesn't help, Jeff. It doesn't help. I saw the private chat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, Jeff, you had some chaos going on in your house. I mean, I'm, I'm day two of f- full time dad. Yeah, I
2: just got tired kids that, you know, Me soccer too. games, football practice, a daughter that doesn't like to just sit still on the sidelines and watch a brother play. So then we get home and, and it's bedtime showers, get but, pick outfits out for school pictures.
3: But you're still the best braider ever.
2: I am that, you know, that, that really, I'm working on it. Like, I don't know if anybody's, I didn't put it on Twitter. So probably nobody from here saw it, but
3: I saw it on the, I, on the,
2: on, on the Facebook braided my daughter's hair i've really been working on it she'll be five next week or the end of this week and i've been really working on it and she was like come on
3: look it up on youtube
2: and i was like all right figured it out did it
1: it was halfway decent
3: so the baja blasted oh yes sir it's fantastic better on tap
1: i don't have a draft here in the house
3: just saying
1: i did it might be broken
3: Currently, i'm guessing that's uh that's soccer
1: yeah greg's an assistant coach for the uh soccer team at northwest
3: huh. cool all right um yeah day two of full-time dad down in down in the books 22 hours in the last two days just me and the baby
1: yeah was there what else
3: uh the boys were well the boys were dad with, with dad after school yesterday rachel went back to work and uh, the boys came home today. They were here. I was watching them until six. Uh, they were so they were here about three to six, and then of the, outside of that, it's just been me and baby. So uh, we're we're making it. She is still alive, and that's key. Hey,
2: you know, it, that's about all you got to do. They don't tell you like really a whole lot of instruction, and they're like, here, no, take this no- life home, take this life home, and make sure that you do everything to keep it alive. Thanks. Good luck.
1: Also, don't forget to write the check to the hospital. Right. Take yeah. a dog home. <laughs> to adopt a dog, you have to go through a whole class and a background check for a baby. They're like, here you go. I didn't have to take a
3: class to adopt a dog. At any well, if you away.
1: adopt it from a reputable place.
3: <laughs> Man, just out here throwing zingers. Um, yeah. All right.
2: You ready to? Oh, that's one. Yeah.
1: Oh. It's like in a bit now. Oh, oh! Aaron's kind of a Mount Healthy boy too, though.
3: I mean, I used to get my hair cut at the the barber in Mount Healthy.
1: We used to get Taco Bell in Mount Healthy.
3: I don't know why he has to dislike Aaron. Ed went to the same high school I did. I
1: don't know what you're talking
2: about. Yeah, <laughs> and Ed has a Northwest tattoo on his back. <laughs>
1: We turned the loop on.
3: All right. You're the only one with control, Ed. Uh, I I have zero control on this one. Somebody hacked our stuff. Uh, So the Bengals lost a heartbreaker against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that I simply did not anticipate being anywhere near that close. Shouldn't have been and Joe Burrow had maybe his worst game as a Cincinnati Bengal.
2: It might be his worst game of his entire ever? life. I mean, it I didn't really like follow a horrendous. lot of like, things, but I don't remember him ever having a game that bad.
3: Before we unpack anything from the game, though, I want to ask you guys this. At the, do, do you throw away this whole notion that you don't tackle in preseason and you don't play? any of your starters at all in the preseason after what you just saw this past Sunday.
1: Yeah. After what I saw in the first quarter on this Sunday, I kind of, I kind of backtrack on my uh, let's not play any of the starters during the preseason statement. Uh, I think they definitely, especially for a newer, a, 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 no line that's newer to playing together.
3: They've never played um, together. Not things,
1: in a game. That's true too. I mean, you know, practice or whatever, but yeah, not in a game, but I I think they definitely needed a little bit of time out there, um, to get, to get meshed, to get, to get going. I mean, I didn't see anybody thought we had a bodyguard that was supposed to be protecting Joe and that didn't happen.
2: I would fully agree with what Ed just said. However, I've been yelling it from the mountaintops that I didn't think it was a good idea to not have guys play in the preseason, uh, just for the fact that, like, knocked the rust off. They just played the longest season in NFL history. And you get this long break off, and I get it. Like, they were like, oh, we want to give us some. No. These are professional athletes. They need time to, get, to get, get right in the preseason and be ready to go. You can't treat the first game of the season like an extended preseason and say it's okay if we look like crap and lose. I don't agree with that at all. And you had an offensive line that, yes, okay, so maybe some of the sacks were individual guys just getting beat, but they didn't look like they, when you have a good line and they kind of understand, like, okay, I'm going to have to shift over on this or I'm going to have to move over this way. He's going to do this. He does this exceptionally well. He needs help here. Like, you just didn't see that. It looked like dudes playing by themselves, not super sure about what was going on around them. And then you have a rookie that is getting eaten alive by a Hall of Famer.
3: Yeah, it was a shit show.
1: The facts.
0: The rookie played all the preseason. He was going to get eaten alive by a Hall of Famer. Absolutely.
2: here's, Here's
0: the thought I had in my head as I was driving around today, Jeff. I guess here's the ultimate question Is one loss worth being healthy? Going into week two of the regular season, because that's that's make no mistake, that is the trade off. They don't play in the preseason so okay. that they can be healthy for the season.
1: I think this was worse. That, this was,
0: but but that's the question you have yeah. to ask yourself.
1: Okay, but that is a loss indeed.
0: worth?
2: But they are. But that doesn't guarantee that they're going to be healthy just because they didn't play the preseason and they're going to play in the first game and you treat it as an extent. I mean, look at T.J. Watt, right? But I mean, I'm he, got, he got a little dinged. Da- so but, got...
0: but that's where they're at.
2: Okay, so they they are, but they're also 0-1. Chad
0: disagrees. And it's not necessarily, like, I, I do think that they should have played the offensive line. At least Kappa Karras... Uh, Jonah, like that, maybe Collins, because he was still coming back, you don't, but you play those four guys, at least like what would it hurt to play them a quarter of a preseason game or two preseason games and get them out. But the whole reason that teams, and and guess who, guess who started this, Jeff? Guess who started this? We don't play in the preseason thing.
2: Steelers. You're probably going to tell me it's the Steelers. Rob Gronkowski.
0: The New England Patriots. Oh, uh, Tom Brady. The New England Patriots started this. We don't play our ones in the preseason. And you know what? At the end of every year, they were the healthiest team. They were the best team. And they were ripping off AFC championships and Super Bowls.
2: I, I just but how okay. How often were they putting together an entirely new offensive line? So my, my argument is. I agree with
0: is, you that I think they should have played the offensive line I at some point. Like, I I think you should have gotten them out there a quarter in the second game, a quarter in the third game. That way they at least had some, like, live communication. But the whole point of not playing guys in the preseason is to maximize health in a sport where health dictates championships.
2: You're right. And if you play – but I'm not saying that you play them – all three preseason games for the entire game I'm saying you got to get these guys some reps at game speed so that they're ready when the season starts otherwise if you're just gonna if you're rolling the dice and hoping like okay we're gonna Joe Bro
0: goes a, down in the first quarter of the Rams game and he's out for four weeks
2: okay he goes down in the first quarter of the Steelers game and he's out for four weeks like now you, one now of those games counts okay and it, it still ends up being a loss
3: one of those games counts the city would have eaten Zach taylor alive but i don't think i don't, joe don't think burrow joe i don't think it.
2: joe burrow needed to play in the preseason cuz had surgery and so he's going to be like he's probably still recovering
3: he clearly I mean, needed
2: it like, like
0: he was not sharp he, he turned it over five times
2: i mean i see your argument and i Ed i could hear played that played argument, better but i also say like i mean joe if you can get did injured on you can't I mean, I play better quarterback than that. You before. still end up you still end up with the same consequences getting injured in a preseason it's game as averages, you do in. Uh,
0: Jeff, it's law of it. Like you eliminate the opportunity to get hurt in a preseason game if you don't play in the preseason game. Your odds of getting hurt in a preseason game are 0.0 if you don't play in that game.
3: Nick, there's uh, there's only three preseason games now with the 17 game schedule, so it would have only been uh, games two and three.
0: That's all. I, I just, I, it was. I, I, I'm not that far off from your stance, Jeff, because I do think the offensive line should have played. But my point is, and and there was, uh, I can't remember who it was. There was a, a former coach that talked about this a lot today. The way that the NFL's going, September is the new August. Teams and the Patriots did this. Remember how many years the Patriots would be one and two or two and two to start the season?
3: Well, I guess the problem is it was against a division rival, right? Because
0: yeah, you don't want to give that game away, but like it's a
3: big game. It's
0: a, it's a 17 stretch in the grand scheme of things. Maybe it does come back to bite their ass, you know, 18 weeks from now that that's completely possible, but the entire philosophy of not playing guys in the preseason is so that you go into game one
3: healthy. Yeah. I get it. I just want to bring that up before we broke down any of the game and get everybody's opinion around okay, bye. Around the horn on it. Um, but but just uh just wanting to see everybody's take on it. Me personally, uh I mean I'm I'm pretty much pretty much in, in line with Jeff. Uh, I I don't know. Even if even if Burrow goes out a drive, you don't have to leave him out there longer than a drive. But just to get a ju- like reacclimated to game speed, which is totally different than practice speed.
2: And we uh, talked about I mean we talked about that with the the Bearcats too, as far as like game speed getting kind of acclimated together. Yeah,
3: but I mean look at look at how different Cincinnati looked in game two. Now, granted, Kennesaw State is not Arkansas, but Arkansas even looked se- better in next, game two. Next,
2: next segment, air.
3: I know, I'm just saying. It it's, cor- it's correlated to the Bengals though. I mean it is. It is fair. As as you're talking about getting back up to game speed, like mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those are two teams that played the hell out of each other and they play- they both played better in week 2. So in any case, um uh, Joe Burrow, five turnovers, four picks, one fumble. I would I wouldn't have guessed he threw more than two picks in this game, um, much less four, and a fumble. Yeah, the offensive line clearly struggled, as we've kind of hit on already. Uh, as they, they got they, good grades though, which is like if you throw away the seven sacks that they gave up in
2: their own, well, like PFF is only like hitting them with four sacks.
1: ESPN posted at halftime, Joe Burrow becomes the first uh, QB to throw three interceptions, gets sacked four times in a single half since Devlin Hodges in 2019. I, that is.
3: I don't even know who Devlin Hodges played for. Exactly. Maybe, maybe it was one of the Browns quarterbacks at some point. They've had a lot of
1: them. Fair.
3: Or was it, is that for the Steelers, Duck Hodges? W- w- isn't that what he went by? Duck?
1: I don't know. Don't something either. Ed could probably find here pretty we'll, quick.
3: We'll, we'll wait. Yeah, hear. he played.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Pittsburgh in twenty nineteen. Pittsburgh. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Duck, old, old Duck Hodges.
1: What is this fucking um, like nineteen
3: thirty five baseball team? I don't know, man. They called him Duck.
1: Well, oh, you called him Duck because he's a big hunt, He's a big duck hunter.
3: Which is not what you want to be called when you're a quarterback. He's That's also like, like a champion
1: duck caller or something
3: like that. It's like naming a pitcher Homer. Weird. Hmm. Um. But the, this line was terrible. Absolutely horrendous. The Steelers were doing Steelers things throughout the game, which we're well accustomed to. Uh, the, the picture circulating around the the old Twitter today with Jamar Chase I'm going not, double middle
2: fingers. I don't like that. Why are we so like Everybody's like, oh, I love this. Why, why do we love this? We lost. Like, going, God, that, that picture should never have seen the light of day i haven't seen it
3: double middle fingers to minka fitzpatrick minka might be the best and dirtiest player on the pittsburgh steelers at this time
1: who was it that did the double the double birds It's jamar Jamar. like Um.
2: and i don't even know at what point in the game that was like i don't know if it was like after his touchdown, could, or if it was after Minka's like pick six, I, I don't or, know. Or the
3: touchdown that was called back on Jamar Chase. But like that,
2: that picture should have never seen the light of day because everybody's like rallying behind this. Like we lost. We lost. Let's not get excited about, you know, double middle fingers on a loss.
3: Sure, you I'm kind of you, excited about it. Sure, sure, you like the passion, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm indifferent to the picture. I just thought it was funny more than anything um you you don't often see double middle fingers i'm I'm sure he'll get fined for that as the picture comes out uh it didn't even circulate until today right
2: yeah that was the first time i saw it i think it was emily it's like emily chin photos on uh on uh, instagram emily chin photography maybe
3: maybe um what what were your takeaways though um Ed, you answer the first question. Uh, so I'll, I'll go to I'll throw it to you, Jeff. First, what were your takeaways as you watched the Bengals on Sunday?
2: How important is the long snapping position?
3: Man, who saw that coming?
2: I mean, that just sucks. Like Clark Harris is a great dude. Like
3: he was coming he, at people on on Twitter too
2: after and the game, and he should have been. And I, I I went, I posted on Twitter. I said, if any like people are like making love, like, how does the long snapper get hurt? And, you know he was coming back at him like yeah it's real funny like laughing about an injury and is, i said if you if you want to laugh get it, hurt it's the same. like I, as soon as he well i mean because i don't know if people understand or not like that a long snapper is typically the first guy down the field on on punting on the like they get down there to cover these things and they make tackles like my brother tackle, was a long snapper yeah. like he was always down the field like you you can get you get injured in the game of football. I don't care if you're a kicker, if you're a lineman, if you're a running back. I mean, obviously, there are positions that are more prone to getting injured because they're involved in more plays during the game. Yep. But like anybody can get hurt. And it sounds like he popped his bicep, which is horrendous. Like if you've seen anybody that pops a bicep like.
3: It's, it's a good. grotesque injury. Uh, torn peck might be grosser. Um, no. con- congrats to you, Mr. Watt on earning a little karma, but,
2: well, we had that. And then like the, you know, for as awful as they played, they were still in the game and had chances to win. Obviously there was a, a, a compound a, a comedy of errors of things and horrible, whatever you want to call it, that came together to make sure that, you know, the Bengals didn't get the win. People can say they didn't deserve to win, whatever. They were in it. They still had a shot. I mean, Jamar Chase still had a, a touchdown, like 129 yards re- receiving, I believe it was. Um, so, like, they they were still doing some good things. I would like to. I, I saw a stat that they were like, that they took like 18 snaps under center, and 16 of those 18, they were uh, run, plays. run plays. Like, maybe let's let's liven some things up on the offensive side. When you literally show have, some different like, schemes, what are we doing? <laughs> Like you've got, it's like a kid on Christmas that gets like every toy that they could ever want, and the Bengals have that offensively. Yes, I mean all the way down to Hayden Hurst, like That's I toe love, tap. That. dude. And then the the, the blown kid, like yeah, you know, let's not let's not circulate the video of it because we lost. But I I I like the passion in the moment. Uh, I liked his ability to to adjust to the ball, catch it, and get three feet down. Um,
3: it was unbelievable body control
2: and uh, I believe this podcast was uh, super high on Hayden Hurst when we got him and from the first game I'm liking it and I think we were right
3: CJ Uzama can't make that play no N- no shot he can make that play
1: there's a no shot way. Are you
2: saying there's a shot he can make that play? Is that what you're saying? No, I said there's a shot at him. There you go. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I thought you were just like, man, there's a shot.
3: Ed, what were your takeaways when you watched the game?
1: I think I kind of said them at the beginning. Like The the, the, the offensive line was just not gelled. Um, I thought the defense played decently. I mean, that, like I said, they, they kept us in the game. Um, apparently, we need a backup long snapper, um, but... I mean, that game was just – I honestly thought nobody was going to win that game. I thought that was going to end in a tie in the way – sh- that probably should have been the way that it did and wasn't a tie. But, You, you I mean, you got, you got McPherson who comes out and, and kicks a 59-yard franchise record and then misses an extra point and it – I don't know. I was just flabbergasted the whole time. I'd agree. Did you guys see um
2: when you talk about that like did you guys see the uh like the Pat McAfee
1: discussion on the long snapping on the field goal I heard a little bit of it he was talking about you know how the 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 bladder uh, and there the stitches are and all that kind of stuff
2: so he was talking about the uh, that was the um the extra or the the field goal in overtime where it was, high, in. it was a high snap he got it up here he brings it down he's like you know most people like if if the snap comes back and it's placed incorrectly sometimes the kicker can see that in time adjust the way they're going to kick because it's going to come off to the left if they're right-footed kicker just because of the ball being softer on the side with the laces and it wraps around the foot a little more so like if you're familiar with golf you catch the ball and keep it on the club face too long and rip it to the left um but with it being such a high snap and him and Hubert bringing it down, and like there was no time for McPherson to adjust anything, so that one was going to be bad. Um, and then,
3: well, speaking about that kick though, I love how the people on social media who were like, "Why can't you kick the side with the laces? Like, why is it any different?" Whatever, like, it's going on there's a big hole there. Like, be- there was an entire mo- the, the the whole premise of Ace Ventura Pet Detective had everything to do with. <laughs> The laces not being out right a poor old lady wished dan marino gonorrhea and rotting <laughs> in hell because the laces were not out
2: it's true actually yeah i mean it's 100 very important
3: uh, clearly
2: but then like everybody gets so worked up over it and then you got like pat mcafee who you know everybody i mean the dude knows his stuff um obviously and so like listen just listen to it it's like it's like a three and a half minute little segment he goes over why kicking the laces is uh, i summarized it very briefly there but he helped, uh, he explains why um it doesn't work um and the, and that they have to make an adjustment there the other thing is like if he brought up the fact that if you watch point afters and field goals there's a lot of times where it is real close that somebody's going to get get to the ball to block it right yeah. and the snap on that one wasn't a, it wasn't a bad snap. It was just slower than what Clark Harris usually does. And like, granted, you—it's a
3: senior veteran Clark Harris. Right. <laughs>
2: and granted, you're talking about a backup tight end who you know snaps as a hobby, essentially, right? Like Not so. Anymore. Like you. If I you,
3: guarantee you, he's working on that all the time now.
2: Oh yeah. Just and, in case. Like when when I watched it, like normally. I've kind of played it back in my head. Normally, whenever there's like a a point after, right? I don't, you don't even see the ball get snapped. It's just like it is in the the holder's hands and it's down and up and away. Mm. When they, when it happened on Sunday, it was like you could see the ball, like going back in slow motion. I was like, man, this is not good. And then true, true enough, Drew Sample whiffed on his block on the left side of the line.
3: Sure. I mean, if
2: he, if he bumps him, because Minka only got like fingertips, because the ball still went forward. It wasn't like a full block. Like he didn't catch it in the palm of his hand.
3: Minka had a career day. He did a career good for, day.
2: Good for him. I think he was like the defensive player of the of the week or something. Should have been. I mean, he, he also
3: a- he also did his damnedest to take Tyler Boyd out, a la, uh in a in a play that very closely resembled one uh, Vontez Perfect and Antonio Brown.
2: And and then it was like the very next play where he appeared to be headhunting on Mike Thomas and he got gator arms in the back of the end zone on that, that pass, which you know, he's probably thinking like he's about to drill me with the top of his helmet right here in the back of the end zone. Like, but Remember, Ben Roethlisberger
1: said that the Bengals play dirty. He was scared to play us.
3: Uh, T. Higgins also got headhunted. Knocked him out of the game as three game. three players converged on on him at once, in what appeared to everyone leading with their helmet,
2: except for the guy that was tackling him from behind, because he didn't have a good angle to spear him in the head.
3: Mixon did the best he could behind a subpar line. A, a um, shaky I,
2: line performance.
3: I, I think I think you can say that this. I'm not saying that the line as a whole is going to continue to be subpar, but it was a subpar performance, top to bottom, mm-hmm. all day long. Okay. Whatever PFF says, they can PFF right off. Um, Ooh, that was, that was good. You're welcome. That was good. Um, I I, I know that. what I I know what I saw though. It wasn't. At no point in time did I feel comfortable with this line.
2: Yeah, it was. It was, uh, I don't know, like they seemed to, maybe, maybe it was just like because some things that were happening in the second half, like they seemed to start to kind of figure it out in the second half a bit, but at that point, we were kind of like, you know, obviously
3: playing from behind the eight ball. Yeah.
2: Yep. And I think maybe some of the things with Joe Burrow is like, he... Some of his sacks, like I saw something about like the amount of time, like he was given, like, I think the sack number, like percentage wire seconds from snap to sack were like, you know, three and a half seconds for something like that it was like the average, uh, time of his sack. Um, right. and he tends, I think he tends to sometimes hold on to the ball a little longer cause he likes to, you know, he wants to, to make that play get that you know squeeze every last opportunity out of every every play um sometimes to the detriment i think um and then he started i think pushing like trying trying a little too much and it caused some issues but like we're still in the game (laughs) i think that's what that's what makes it like if we got blown out like i think i would almost be a little more like not okay with it but like it wouldn't sit as like would be as bad. As sour in my mouth as this does. Like
3: I think that's kind of the silver lining in this game, though. If you're trying to be glass half full, right? Yeah. Is everything went wrong. Literally, everything went wrong. You lost arguably, some people argue that he's their best receiver. T. Higgins. You, you lost f- him. You, make that argument. you lost him in the second quarter. I think he'll have better stats by the end of the season. Um, because Jamar Chase is gonna get double covered, but that aside. Uh, You were still in it until the very end. Even with everything going wrong, that could possibly go wrong. I don't think we'll see another day like this again um, from Joe Burrow. I know that it was well-documented that he sat at his locker still in game uniform after everyone had showered and media was leaving and all of that. Um, I I also saw some people saying that was a little uh, look at me and – I don't know how you guys feel about that. that.
2: I think, but that's that's Joe though, right? Like,
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I just think...
3: He doesn't know how to lose! That, you, you, go from, you go from Athens, where you won all over the place, to Ohio State, where you won all over the place. You had a down year, Joe's first year at LSU, and then you had maybe the best collegiate team in history offensively and here in Cincinnati, obviously he's lost. His first season was, was not great um, even before he was knocked out. um, It's it's, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't know that he was looking at me. I don't think he is that guy per se, hmm. I mean, he's a guy who will wear pajama pants to the plane. Like, not not in like a flashy outfit. He'll, he's wearing like Spongebob. He has, has had pants. some
2: pretty sweet flashy outfits.
3: Sure, though. he's had some. But he's also been a guy to show up in pajama pants and a t-shirt. So, I don't know.
2: Um, I wanted to roll back here to Nick's question about the, uh, the new long snapper. Um, apparently, he was the top long snapper in the country last year. Um, and Darren Simmons said that he held up pretty well against uh, Clark Harris head to head in uh, camp and preseason, uh, but 13 years without an unplayable snap uh, was a little bit uh, too much to pass up um, as far as you know, giving the job to, to Harris um, out of preseason. So it it sounds like I mean, he gets he's got a lot of uh, high praise. Um, you know, he's not being thrown into the fire. They didn't go grab somebody off somebody else's practice squad that they don't really know about. This is a guy that they, that's they that been here from the beginning of camp and preseason. He snapped in all the preseason games, um, which I didn't know. Uh, so hopefully we don't really see much of a drop off. I mean, it is a it's something that showed how important it is. Uh, This past weekend, because we win that game if Clark Harris doesn't get hurt. Yes. Oh yeah. Surely on the fact that like you're not even worried about about this point after attempt.
3: And then all you're talking about is how poorly they played and still found a way to win. Right. But should have could have won. Yeah.
2: I mean, some things kind of fell apart here and there at the end. And
3: I want to talk about the defense a little bit. Uh, Defensive line, (laughs) Hendrickson was all over the place which good to see Hubbard mm-hmm. same thing um they damn near had that safety uh, in I think the third quarter yeah um as I how far does it have to be from a receiver to be intentional grounding I get it <laughs> there was a receiver over there yeah I mean that, I feel like, like it was me, a good eight to ten yards away though
2: to, to me though I mean that that was almost like a in the grasp kind of like flailing of a ball out somewhere.
3: And there just happened to be a receiver there? Yeah, you don't I know have...
2: what like I don't know what like the the specific letter of the law or whatever it is before you say like no. Like I I don't know. And I don't know how they I mean, does it have to be a catchable pass that's thrown because like I don't know. Like you take into the fact that like Pat Fryer, like he's not gonna get back to that ball like as much as he tries? Like he's not. That was just a I don't know it was upsetting
3: it was uh but but the defensive line played well dj reader mm-hmm. getting in there um there, there didn't seem to be anything missing from the defensive line middle linebackers i felt like were all over the place as well uh i feel like every other play you'd either see uh logan wilson in on part of a unassisted uh, tackle or pratt breaking something up um both of those guys all over the field
2: logan wilson eight Tackles, six solo. Jermaine Pratt, eight tackles, four solo.
3: There it is. Nailed it.
2: Mike Mike Hilton had eight tackles. All of them were solo. And mm-hmm. one quarterback hit. You'll see when some he, of that. W- when he came in off the side like yes, a he did. missile. Yeah. I like to see a lot of that get worked in this year, too.
3: I don't think there was a single sighting. I don't recall, anyway, seeing um, decks out there.
2: Mm, he doesn't show up on the, uh, on the stat sheet so I don't know that, I don't, I don't know he, if he I, saw any
3: snaps as they're talking about yeah we're going to integrate him in we got some great packages for him apparently not against Pittsburgh even though he played uh, more than Jesse Bates in the preseason
2: can we also talk about something real quick that I just like I, I just saw and this is off the the defense topic but I just was thinking about it what is, what is this I didn't know this rule that you can't advance a fumble unless you recover your own fumble inside 2 minutes. What is like the I don't understand the point behind that.
3: I I was literally like I heard the rule as they were talking about it on uh I, I don't think that even the announcers knew about that rule as they were talking about P Ryan may have saved the game. Yeah. And then uh old uh Sal Tori came in and was like, "No, this is what the actual rule is." And uh, like, I thought,
2: I, I I thought there's like the rule about like fumbling forward, like you can't fumble it forward and then like recover it and get the yards or whatever, like there's some weird fumbling forward thing, but I did not know anything about this. Like you can't fumble, have somebody else recover it inside two minutes. Like what's the.
3: And I'm sure it's to try and make sure that you don't have somebody running and instead of lateraling it forward, they fumble it forward.
2: Well, that, but like, he fumbled, I mean, he got hit and fumbled it
3: backwards.
2: Like, right? Like, I'm I mean, I'm still,
3: it, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how, if the Steelers get that ball, they can advance it. If,
2: if I guess manages to retrieve his own
3: fumble, like what, what are then the, he, likely- he, he can be the one to advance it, but no one else can advance it. it. Right. It's a weird, weird rule that maybe needs to be looked at in the off season already. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I didn't get. I mean, like there was a heads up play by Samaje to like not just fall on it to like pick it right. up and try to get the yards back. Like, I mean, imagine if he had picked that up and like nobody was over there and he ran that in for a touchdown. Well, and the, then they're like, no, like go back to the fifty. It's you know.
3: On the flip side of that coin, though, imagine if he's trying to pick that up to advance it. Not knowing the rule as it currently stands, and, and he he's
2: it and, and he's not getting his right,
3: and he's not getting his hands on it. But we, I, we, we, maybe never know about this rule as it as it is, because I don't know that the announcers would have even talked about it. Like, well, he couldn't have advanced it anyway.
2: And by no means am I like putting the 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 loss on this silly rule. I'm just saying, no, I no, no, it's no, a no, silly, no. I think it's a silly it's, rule.
3: It just, I'm, I, I, I'm with you as far as in the moment I'm trying to understand in my head, like why would this rule be specific to, it has to be the guy who fumbles the ball. And it's only inside two minutes. It. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing. Um
2: I didn't and- understand. I, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody smarter than us that's out there that knows like the ins and outs, but like, I, I literally was like running through like scenarios with people like, why would and we couldn't come up with like a reason why you would like want to fumble. I mean, why it matters inside two minutes. Like, that's the other thing, because it doesn't matter the rest of the game. Like, you know, he takes a sack fumble with two minutes and one second, and he I can pick it up and advance it, but under two minutes, all of a sudden, now he can't.
3: Well, I'm I'm obviously with you in, the, in regards to the fumble, because none of it made any sense to me, as did, I mean, I also don't understand how, jamar chase crosses the the plane and Yo. you don't and you don't call a touch always err on the always air on the on the player side right call it a touchdown if it's not a touchdown then you can review it you can't review it this way without burning well, a timeout like right
2: then because if it's if he calls it a touchdown then it goes for review and then, like automatically correct otherwise but then then you got to also talk about and and zach taylor you know i mean he he's always taken ownership when he screws something up in a game. And he said he screwed it up that he shouldn't have rushed them back up. Like shouldn't have told him to like, you know, hurry this up, hurry this up. Like, let's get this play in and run another play.
3: Run another run play that lost three yards.
2: It, he should have, you know, hey, slow down. That's, you know, I mean that they didn't even give time for their own guys in the box to be like, eh, maybe, maybe we uh, throw the red flag on this one. Maybe throw the red flag on this one. <laughs> like, You've got all kinds of time. Like let's let it kind of play out for a second here. If you're just going to do another run play anyway. that's yes. you know, give you're not like catching them off guard. That's for sure.
3: Didn't at all the entire game.
2: I mean, TJ Watt, the one play almost took the handoff from Joe Burrow.
3: Almost. Well,
2: cuz he knew what he was doing.
3: You have any other thoughts on this game, Ed?
1: I don't I like to put it behind us and uh and look forward to next week yeah so, all right well
2: you know, I, I think they're gonna be all right you got uh you know 16 more games it's not like ncaa where you know a loss like this yes <laughs> we're moving on
3: wasn't we're not even at 50 minutes
2: Ed was over it I guess <laughs> all right and uh the other game that was this weekend went a little bit better for us Cincinnati fans a lot better for us Cincinnati fans yes you want to talk
1: about that a little bit Ed
2: what are your thoughts on that game also do because what I was game, st-
1: do, you, do you know the game I'm talking about we're talking about the Bengals or the Bearcats game yes Six to nothing. Oh, I hear you say that part. I was changing the timer. You're talking about FC Cincinnati. Yes, they beat FC uh, Cincinnati. Whatever they beat that other team whose name I can't think of right now. Six to nothing. Um, I mean, what do you what do you want me to say?
2: They're better than the Reds. I don't know, Ed. I mean, I just thought maybe you had like you were real quick to start shooting out text messages. I don't even know what day that was after after the game was over.
3: I'm also not sure that they are better than the Reds. The Reds have won more games.
2: A lot more games. (laughs) That's where you say the Reds have also lost a lot more games, Ed, but you missed the opportunity there.
3: No, 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 I knew it. (laughs) They also haven't tied as many games.
2: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And Ed is over that one now. Um, all right, now we can talk about Cincinnati, Kennesaw State, Ed. Go ahead and talk about it. All right. Aaron, this was the uh the, the home opener at, at the nip and uh you were there, right?
3: I was. I was up and in the box.
2: Were you did you make your way down to field level at any point?
3: I did. I got down during the fourth quarter, like I usually do.
2: Did you check uh, out the suites?
3: I did. Uh I know your boy Dave was in the suites. Um, yeah,
2: didn't even get an invite. Dave,
3: you were probably <laughs> busy working. I was there. Uh but they were they were okay. The TVs weren't working yet. Um they did have uh popcorn uh, provided. Um and I believe you could order food and drinks and it would be brought down to you. You didn't actually have to go and wait in line, which is a nice perk, which with the money that those suites cost, it should be that way. If I'm being completely honest on that Um, there should probably honestly be some extra perks when you're dropping uh, between, from what I understand, somewhere between two and five grand per, per game for those. And I want to say the bottom line was actually three grand uh, to up to five grand um, depending on the size of the suite. So uh, it's wild.
2: I think Dave said they were like one of them's like a twenty-five person, deal. yeah. Deal ones like twenty or fifteen. The other ones like ten. On the the other, I don't know if there's only three or if that's just like the kind of the breakdown of the different sizes. I know there's not a lot of them down there. It's correct. Just that there's zone. like
3: there's like seven, eight, nine of them, something like that. Um, and it's going to continue to evolve. As of right now, you have roughly about four, five foot awning in the back of them to protect you from elements, which as we progress into the season, I don't know that that's going to work. If there's a rain game, if there's a snow game, I wouldn't want to be back there with 24 other people huddled against a wall in not a ton of space. Um, So I think they may need to work on um, potentially getting, Again, you're spending a lot of money for these suites. So I, w- I would think that maybe like a tarp over the top at the very least. Um,
2: I would imagine that maybe by next year, probably like after the season's over. It's I, I, going I to continue like, to evolve. I kind of feel like this was something because like I hadn't even heard anything about these being done until I think Chad maybe put out a, like a, a tweet or something where they were kind of like starting to build them. And I would think that they would maybe enclose them like kind of permanently with like an actual structure as opposed to aren't now, they just like steel like
3: yeah they're, they're just open air steel cages essentially they're uh not,
2: they're not really suites. it's just more of a an area for people to gather on the field have field level right. access
3: well and and i know dallas had a setup uh i don't i'd never made it to them on the field uh when i was down in dallas for the uh um, but they, they do have a, a similar setup there some schools do uh, that so that's something that obviously they wanted to try and figure out we don't or they're trying to expand seating mm. in ways that they can that makes more sense financially if you keep building up you're just building up to cheaper seats yeah who's yeah. that really and, helping and... with the money that you expend on a project like that, i don't know that you're gonna do that for 60 70 80 dollar tickets compared to this
2: well that and uh it kind of you want to kind of keep the the aura of nippert and if you start Correct. expanding up and out and changing the way things look i mean kind of the cool features of being at nipper you know being able to see some of like the, the campus from inside and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so no i get it um and it seems like i mean from what dave was saying like everybody that was there enjoyed the uh the experience and the different view of the field yeah. i don't know that i'm really like a, a big fan of that but i guess with the tvs in there when they're running and you can actually you know watch whatever the tv angle is um i mean i think it would be kind of neat if they had like Different angles that got like piped direct, like CCTV kind of thing. Like, you're, yeah. I don't know, it might be too difficult to do something like that. But I think they I think should they, get.
3: I think they should get space heaters in there, like the outdoor heaters of some sort the, for during the during the winter games.
2: Yeah, because it'll be cold. Mm-hmm. Were there so, any? W- was there anywhere to sit in there, or were they all just standing room? Oh, no, there was like
3: I, I feel like there was uh, like high top tables and stools and such. Um, so about as comfortable as the bleachers. If yeah, you're being. All things being, you know, even there, unless you
2: pay extra for the little cushioned seats, maybe I don't
3: know. So maybe they're going to work on getting some better seating in there. I, I don't know that you're there to sit, really, though. Yeah, no, either. I, yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, since I beat the brakes off of Kennesaw State, sixty-three to ten, everybody got to play. It seems uh, there there were there was a JQ sighting. We saw both quarterbacks plus Brady Lichtenberg play. You saw uh, several, I mean, Miles Montgomery broke a a huge one. Uh, Corey Kiner got plenty of time. Um, The defensive line rotated about seven deep. Even uh, Ryan Mullaney, walk-on, got some playing time there on the defensive line, especially after after Malik Van went down. Um, So, you know, Fickle kind of got his answer as far as the defensive line depth uh, and getting to see what you had, Dante Corleone looked fantastic. Eric Phillips made a ton of plays. Um, Briggs continues to be Briggs. Ivan Pace, Jabari Taylor got a touchdown. I know I'm down. moving.
2: I'm moving off the line there, with Ivan Pace, Jabari Taylor, it, the windmill, the windmill run afterwards. And I know, like you guys, uh, if anybody has seen it on the uh, BCJ thing, they posted the kind of the post game interviews or whatever. And he was like, I looked up and I'm like on the wrong side and yeah. then i realized like oh wait i gotta go back in because we just scored so the defense is going back out
3: I, he literally in the post-game pressure said i'm i was tired as hell <laughs> but, but yeah that
2: and then uh javon hicks with the uh the, the pick six Cole Rain
3: finally getting in the end zone
2: yeah yeah I, and i didn't like I never really kind of put that together, but I guess they, all the all the other quarterback guys when they got picks were getting stopped on like the two, the three. Well, Deshaun, four. Yeah, Deshaun got uh, stopped
3: a couple times at the three. Um, Deshaun had a good g- a bounce back game himself. Yeah, uh, had the field goal block, which just a, another tip of the cap to this team that loves blocking kicks.
2: On a side note, on the on the block, I, I will there was a lineman and I don't know who he was, but somebody came in and and like was like ripping at Ivan to try to pull him out of the pile and was like, and so Ivan came out ready to go. And one of our linemen gra- literally grabbed him and lifted him and just put him on his back and was like, nah, like we don't need to pick up a stupid penalty here. Like let's go. And he's like, Oh yeah. All right. Like good leadership out there. Quality guys.
3: Ed, did you see anything in the game this weekend that you wanted to touch on?
1: I made the mistake of watching the game. I watched the first half at home, you know, and I made a mistake of watching the second half at a, at a brewery. You don't watch crap when you're at a brewery, like when people are talking to you and stuff. Um, so I really didn't catch, I, mean, I was watching it. Like the screen was there and I was watching it, but I really didn't catch much. Um, I just thought, you know, they, they recovered very well from, from the mistakes they made in the first, qu- the first, uh, the first quarter or first half, first quarter, whatever. And the first drive, they recovered from those very well. Um and I, I still don't understand why people are still still calling for Prater to be the quarterback after the performance that Ben put up the other day.
3: I mean, Ben uh-huh. only missed three passes. He had something like two hundred and five yards, I think, something like that. Uh-huh. Um But Prater only missed one pass and he Out scored five, scored and, scored, yeah, I mean, scored it on his legs. Which is
1: uh, which is the nice thing about Prater because we saw we saw last week when when Ben made that run and all of a sudden that defensive man came right at him and he's just like stopped in his feet. Like he didn't know what to do. He's like, I'm going to turn around and go back to the other end zone. It also,
3: it also took the whole offensive line against Arkansas pushing Ben to get that two yards, three yards, whatever it was. Um, Prater
2: looked good though. I mean, like here's the thing. We'll keep going back to it is whatever Luke fickle and his coaching staff decide is what we're going to roll with and there's
3: there's also something to be said for experience
2: absolutely. and and here's the thing is like pickle brought it up though and and put like he wanted to get those guys in and he didn't want it to be uh, a situation where they're just handing the ball off it's nice to see what you got in a guy in 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 game speed which we keep bringing up game speed because it's different so it's mm-hmm. nice to to have seen Prater out there. Yeah, it's Kennesaw State. Yeah, I don't know but if they threw like, it on could the even run. It. the The pass that he made, I think it was like a 22, 23 yard pass uh, to Shuman. No, no, not that one. He was rolling to his right okay. and threw a dart, an absolute dart on the run, and it Chris Scott. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it was. It was really. <laughs>
3: Cincinnati does play Miami this week. It is rivalry week. It is a rivalry that currently is tied at 59 wins apiece. It is a rivalry that Cincinnati has won, I believe, 15 in a row. It is a rivalry that has become a bit of a joke at this point to Cincinnati fans. It is not a joke to one Luke Fickle, who takes rivalries very serious and said as much in his postgame presser today.
2: There are seven ties in the series as well for uh, soccer fans like Ed.
1: It's
3: nice.
1: So I did the research on that. Way to go, Jeff.
3: I want to ask, first and foremost, does this rivalry mean anything to either of you? And the follow-up question to that is, is this a rivalry that should continue? As that's been a hot topic for the last several years and we'll readdress it this year as we do. I think every year for like the last three years, four years.
2: I hate the fact that the Bearcats have kind of, lost, I mean like, you know, like the, the Louisville river. I mean, they're not good this year anyway. Recently, but like,
3: it doesn't have that. They beat same, UCF.
2: Okay. It doesn't have that. Uh, Oh, did you get to that in your AC recap?
3: Louisville last, last week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I hate you. it doesn't it just doesn't have the same like i don't know feeling because they they aren't i mean they're not Je on, sais they're, quoi. they're not on our level they aren't no uh, and they knew and it last year when they didn't yeah. play their starters it's it's a i'm on a new level i mean look we're we're going we're playing them at at paul brown stadium i hate playing games in nfl stadiums i think it's stupid um I know that that was part of like a contract back and forth so that we don't have to get Oxford, whatever. Can't take um,
3: recruits, even though it's they, not at Miami, it's still a home game. Yeah. We're, we're down,
2: we're down, we're down to this silliness where they're going to oh, be like, you can't, you can't bring recruits. Like
3: the, the press, the press has to pay $20 to park at the stadium.
2: Here's the thing. <laughs> Luke Fickle is going, I, I think he, like when you listen to like, I saw some of the quotes that, uh, Justin put out uh, from the thing where he, he was like, look, like, you know, this, this breaks the tie. Um, and then he's like, you know, they, they won't even let us bring, we reached out and asked, but I think they, we were denied on that. Like we were the last time we played there, meaning to bring recruits. Luke also so if,
3: called out, called out Mike bone and said that Miami got the better negotiation on this entire deal and said that whoever the previous athletic director was who negotiated this deal did Cincinnati a little dirty and must have just been ready to sign anything um or or something close to that anyway uh, that's me paraphrasing of course um and and essentially said that it's it just he, he doesn't know why we didn't get why, why Miami's getting two home games in a row as they get uh Paul Brown or Paycor this this year and then I believe it's back in Miami next year
2: um
3: or no maybe maybe it was paycor no. two years in a row it's whatever we'll, the case we'll, may be. this
2: year we're at at paycor um, next year is here at at UC at Nippert and then it's back to Miami in 24 25 is at UC then it's back to Paul Brown or Paycor, whatever you want to call it uh in 26 but UC will be the home team so we'll get two home games that's in what a row. it
3: was then. it was it was two home games in a row for Miami for UC no, at Paycor, they they got two Paycor games in a row. Miami did as the home team.
2: Oh yeah, the last one that was at which PACOR, is why which yeah. is
3: why they aren't allowed to bring uh, the, the recruits this year. Yeah, um, but Fick also said rivalries mean everything to him as, as a traditionalist, as a guy who likes rivalries, and coming mm-hmm. from Ohio State, of course he likes rivalries. They have yeah. real rivalries up there. Yeah.
2: so we're gonna beat the brakes off of them uh this weekend and they're still
3: very mad about ivan pace coming to cincinnati yeah
2: i i missed that i know that you i i was looking it up and then we started so i couldn't watch it um but But you you brought up a, a keith jenkins put up a video
3: it was it was a video posted by Keith Jenkins that I saw um, from Miami's presser yesterday, I believe, uh, where their head coach just like, look, he wasn't recruited by Cincinnati. He was waiting for a Power Five offer. We offered him very early, and we wanted him. We we thought that he could have gone to Ohio State, uh, but he went to Miami and he showed out at Miami, and then he was good enough to play for Cincinnati, and go be with his brother and all of that. So we of course they would still love him to still be at Miami, uh, but very bitter that Ivan decided to go play with Deshaun and the Bearcats. Well,
2: I mean, Ivan tweeted last week, finally on the right side, at Nippert.
3: Well, And let's be honest, as a collegiate kid, who's going to give you the better opportunity to go pro? Miami or Cincinnati? I get it. Ben Roethlisberger from Miami. And Miami's had a a handful of guys over the course of the last 15 years.
2: There were nine that came from UC.
3: Last year, just last year, nine, no, draft, no, nine a, drafted nine uh, right. drafted, eleven guys that were in camp, I believe, yeah. eleven or twelve. Um, that, I mean, you got to look at it
2: that way. Like, I mean, he went, he reached the the top of what he could do at Miami. He was defensive player of the year in the MAC. Yeah, and the way that the landscape is
3: set up, it's set but, up perfectly for that. The knock on him would have continued to be, you haven't done it anywhere that was worth a damn right you did it so, in the mac
2: so he he got to the 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 tippy top and he's still on his way up you know what i mean and so now he's at uc and he's in the first couple games here shown that it wasn't just because he was in the mac that he was the defensive player of the year like he is playing very well um and i hope that he at, continues to do that and has a fantastic game this weekend against miami
3: Yes, I concur.
2: So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think probably looking for there to be some more uh, opportunities for kind of the the, the the backup guys, the second string guys, the third sure. string guys, you know, maybe some walk-ons. I don't know if they can uh, grab some, you know, that's probably why they're not letting recruits come because they might suit them up and send them out at some point in the game <laughs> um, just to see what they got in them a little test run. Um that's how how little faith I have in uh Miami putting up anything that resembles a fight.
3: Do you think uh, it should continue game? to be a rivalry?
2: Uh Luke says it should, so I say it should.
3: Ed. I mean, it you're only going to have 3 out of conference games once you join the Big 12.
2: Maybe no. it's maybe it's our FCS style game.
3: You say no, Ed?
1: Wait, that, what 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 benefit does it give us besides, hey, you played the little the little sister school up up north? like
3: Because there's a, a lot of tradition in it. It's not a far travel for the team, so they can still stay in their own bed despite wherever the game is. And I don't know. I mean, again, kind of to Jeff's point, like if you're going to play – you everybody plays an FCS school. Maybe you don't have to actually play an FCS school. You just continue to play a rivalry game and just have that be – a game that you know you're going to win. A,
2: a Mac game. I like it. I mean, then you don't, you know, you're not running, nope. you're not running out there and putting, putting up uh oh, uh, hello, Chad. Hi, boys.
0: So John Cunningham has made it clear that with the path going forward of nine conference games, they want an FCS opponent, a MAC level G5 opponent and a Power Five opponent in their non conference schedule.
3: Don't schedule the Sun Belt. Yeah. No,
0: no. You're dumb to do anything other than the easy choice, which is Miami. You're better than them every year. It's a win. I don't think people realize what playing in the Big 12 is is going to essentially mean for your win-loss record and the narrow margin of error on how many wins you have, how that impacts your bowl game, how that impacts your revenue. You schedule an FCS team. You schedule Miami. You schedule a a, a Power 5 opponent. At worst, you go 2-1. and You go into the Big 12. You see where the chips fall. But is there really much difference if you schedule Toledo or Akron or Bowling Green? Like, there's already a rivalry with Miami. Yeah. There's already one of the most storied rivalries in the history of college football with Miami. That just, that just peaced out.
2: I don't know where he went. That just means he can't blow us up.
0: But like I, I just think it makes sense if that's if that's what the athletic department is looking for, FCS, mid-level G five, power five, then continuing the series with Miami is what makes the most sense.
3: Ed looked like he was going to sneeze, so he just left. I, am I my brother's keeper?
2: Might have he might have he might have clicked out instead of hitting the mute button.
3: Sure. Perhaps.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And like when you look at it, like I mean, when you go into the big twelve and you gotta be able to keep those wins up. And yeah, we're expanding they're expanding to twelve teams. So like maybe you have a little bit more of a buffer, but not not a, a huge one. So think about not? it like
0: this. In that league, there's a decent chance U C F is like your or West Virginia is the worst team you play, right? Yeah. If you're playing Oklahoma State and Baylor, and you know Kansas State's got a really good Kansas,
3: team this year and, Kansas.
0: But there's no guarantee you're going to play Kansas.
3: You yeah. want Kansas. Sure. I don't know they're 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 playing pretty well. Leopold,
0: he ain't going to be there long. He might not be there when UC gets to the Big Twelve.
2: Nope, they're going to hire Scott Frost
0: right, um, I, I'm just saying like I think the the comfort of knowing what you get with Miami, the rivalry I, I I just don't know that you, and I've been a proponent previously when they were in the American, I didn't care. like whatever, but now that you're going into the big 12, I think it makes a lot more sense just just keep it keep it keep things as they are get into a situation where you kind of control and dictate the contract where the games are played you're not going to Miami all that frequently you know it, it makes sense I agree okay well I thought this was Chad disagrees
2: well sorry you didn't get a disagree this time damn it
0: Try again next time. <laughs> right. Get Try again next head.
2: time. I don't even know if I can. You, oh, yep, he can. but yeah. But that, I mean, but that makes sense. Sorry, I mean, this dude, thing is coming. Yeah. I swear it
3: is. The sneeze.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I told you it was a sneeze.
2: <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Nope. That's what you got to do if you're gonna. If that's the scheduling thing that. Uh Cunningham has put out there that he wants to go FCS Mac level power five. Why not at least keep some semblance of the rivalry of yesteryear? I didn't realize we hadn't led the series since 1915. 1915. Which is, which is crazy. So let's uh let's let's get it back and then never allow them to come close <laughs> to <laughs> Taking over the the lead Any, in that anywhere again.
3: near that lead,
2: and let's Man. keep it at we'll keep it at seven ties. I don't ever want to be around. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we're we're all gone by the time there's another tie with Miami. To add to that list, like dead. I mean, maybe just gone out of this space, retired. You know, maybe the 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 next part in the punctuation group is calling us back for like <laughs> alum, <laughs> alumni cameos. <laughs>
3: That's funny.
2: So, I guess we're not getting blown up here, and uh, I don't have a whole lot left on the Cincinnati-Miami rivalry. So, uh, you want to move on? To- <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> uh, um. So that moves us on to MLB rule changes that happened this week because, try as we might, I don't think there's anything that we can do to talk about the Reds. I have not watched a game a minute. I don't even know that I've seen highlight videos on Twitter. I don't think I'm seeing them anymore. I don't know that didn't they even, exist.
2: I didn't know. I guess they were playing a doubleheader today. I didn't know that. but Sure didn't. Cool. I couldn't tell you if they won or lost. So. Nope. Ed's it's tired of Red's talk, so we'll continue with the rule changes.
3: Right. Uh, so the rule changes were a bigger bases, which, whatever, that doesn't do anything for me one way or the other. Um, I, I don't care. If it means less injuries, sure. Um, I don't
2: know. Does it, like, shorten the – it probably, like, minimally I'm, shortens the length between bases, though, right? I
3: imagine it probably also lengthens – or like the the height of the base, right? To which you could potentially jam your hand in. So I think everyone's going to be wearing those gloves. Yeah. I don't, the, I don't, I don't the know Billy why people, Hamilton,
2: the Billy Hamilton glove. I
3: don't know why anybody's not wearing those gloves at this point. Um, but uh, so that, that rule doesn't really do much for me. Uh, the rule about basically no shift, the no shift rule where you have to have two, uh, fielders on either side of second base, and both of them have to have their feet in the dirt. This one is a – this is the biggest change that they voted upon. I, I'm i torn how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about it because I'm kind of a traditionalist, but I don't – I don't know. How do you feel about it, Jeff. You played baseball yeah I mean I, I'm
2: not a fan of when they move like you know bring an outfielder in and then put like everybody between you know that picture that goes around of everybody between like first and second I, I don't like that I don't like I don't like the drastic crazy shifts I just don't um, whatever uh, I I think that, that that like the shifting kind of you don't. You didn't get to see as many crazy, you know, infield at these like athletic infield plays. Sure, they were still happening, but when you got guys that are moved over and they have to take like half a step to field a ground ball, that maybe the second baseman would have to go deep in the hole and, and dive back to get.
3: Um, yeah, your Brandon you Phillips know. like highlight reels were gone.
2: Like your Ozzy Smith, you know, like we grew up with like Barry Lark and Ozzy, like that those kinds of like the the one handed play that Ozzy Smith made with the ball, like when he's going towards uh, like behind second base and he has to reach back over his head because the ball kicks off a rock and he uh, it was on Twib a lot. Uh, you know, that's this week in baseball for young folks. Um, that was a cool thing to watch back in the day. Uh, so like I think those things have gone away and maybe Web they Right, and maybe there will be, right, web gems turned into just, you know, outfielders diving, um, which, I mean, still cool, uh, but I like infield play. And um, so, like, I think some of that has gone away, and maybe we'll see some of it coming back. I don't know how much I like the have to have both feet on the dirt in the infield. Um,
3: it's a little odd, right? It, it You can't even play deep?
2: I I guess if you're going to, I guess if you're, if they're going to start these rules, they're going to start them and make them strict. And then maybe as the, some things work out and they're like, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe you can be, you know, a couple steps in. I I guess at that point, how do you measure how far out a guy can be into the grass? So you got to say like, he's got to have,
3: have, you'd end up with like a dotted line down from the second field. Base down through center field.
2: So then, who's to say that you know the the Reds don't decide like, hey, we're gonna make the infield. I mean, we're gonna stretch the dirt in the infield four extra feet.
3: We didn't even get to the last round. It's, it's the lightning round. It's the lightning round. Maybe throw that last rule. Now you have something to talk about. <laughs> In the lightning round, Jeff, the last rule that we didn't get to.
2: Yeah, uh, first... right in there somewhere. <laughs> it's just pushing sound effects.
3: So that's that's supposed to be the end of the.
2: Dude, that's War. it. He cut the lightning round off. <laughs> uh,
3: Bengals at Dallas, minus seven and a half. Uh, the Bengals are favored at Dallas. Dak Prescott's out. You taking the uh, you taking the spread or how how you feeling about this game?
2: Um, I, I think the Bengals are going to treat Dallas the same way that the Bearcats treated Kennesaw State. So Fair
3: enough. Dad? Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that? Something flew in front of my screen.
3: Again. Uh, I got the spread as well. Bengals winning in Dallas. And I'm taking seven and a half points. That one. Yeah,
1: that's a everyone that was just listening in their car. That's on me. I hit the wrong button. That's on me.
3: I apologize. That was
1: very loud. I was doing so good.
3: Ed, you got something here?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I just got a message from the Cincinnati Reds, um, and they wanted us to announce this live on the show. Um, good friend of the show, uh, Caleb. Is being inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame for catching seven home runs in one season. Um, will be inducted by Zach Hampel uh, and also sponsored by Con's Hot Dogs. So, congratulations to Caleb, uh, Cincinnati sports super fan. Uh, you did it, bud. You did it.
3: <laughs> oh my God! That is- All right. <laughs> Uh, Queen Elizabeth died, and there have been so. The internet's a terrible place. It's a horrible place. I don't, I don't know how to feel about any of this. Just ragging on an old lady for dying, it's absurd. I, I the the America gaining independence from Britain jokes are plenty. Um there's there's so was you hear
1: the big news that came out right after her death. Oh god. Donald Trump put out a statement, said that uh that uh the the throne was stolen uh by the new king right. and he has proof.
3: Where's the buzzer?
1: Oh sorry, I was you go ahead and finish here. That's it.
3: That's it. Um the dirty hit by TJ Watt on Joe Burrow. Did you guys see it? And do you think it was a dirty hit?
2: I think it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. I don't know if it was dirty. I mean, maybe with like he wasn't even near the play. Like
3: you have to go out of your way yeah. to crack the quarterback in
2: the in the, the appendix.
3: Well, and, and I doubt <laughs> that's going through his head at that point in time. Like <laughs> I know I'm gunning for his appendix. Of course, well, it happens. Have to one be, well, I mean, of course, it happens to be where he had his appendix removed.
1: Yeah, oh, um, I didn't think about that part.
3: I don't know. I just I think I I think if, if you're gonna hit somebody on that play, the court the quarterback is protect is protected at any other point in the game. Why isn't he protected against these cheap hits by defensive players trying to get a lick in in this instance after they throw a pick as if they're going to if they're they should get truck sticked if they're trying to make the tackle by the guy with the ball. It doesn't need to be by TJ Watt. On the blind side, Ed, you got some pictures this week, yeah?
1: Why is this a topic? But yes, I did. I did happen to win uh, some uh, really cool pictures of Oscar Robertson out That's of his. Why is a topic? All right, then. I thought we were gonna, I was going to get made fun of again. No. Um, out of his personal collection, um, one of them being that iconic, uh, rebound, splits rebound. So that'll be pretty sweet to hang up in the basement. And then one of them also is a picture of him um, at. I don't know if it's at the like the unveiling of his statue at UC, but he's definitely next to it, and it definitely like looked like it's a um, it's a um, you know, like a presentation or something like that. So how many,
3: how many pictures was it like eight or something like nine? Ten
1: or something like that? Yeah, are now, they signed? Nah, none of them are signed.
3: Are they actually like developed off his film, or are they like replica pictures?
1: No, they're developed photos. I I, I pick it up tomorrow.
3: Okay, I just didn't know if they were like just prints. <laughs> Like just, like photocopied or something on nice on nice paper, or if they're like actually developed from film.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's on photo paper, so.
3: Okay, that's why it was the topic. I wasn't making fun of you.
1: Yeah, I I got it for eight bucks. So I mean, eight bucks—pretty cool pictures to hang up in the basement. Not bad.
3: You could probably turn it around for eighty to some of those diehard bearcats
1: fans i mean there's some bucks pictures i probably won't i won't hold on you know if him's playing for the bucks that i won't hold on to but so if anybody's interested let me know i'd be able to sell them for 20. <laughs> you just sell. told everybody you paid essentially
2: a dollar for each one of them inflation <laughs> yeah.
3: now we're making fun of
2: uh, you yeah 100 <laughs> percent you're, you're trying to
3: your pictures, <laughs> trying
2: to hawk your ebay finds. that's on fair. At the end of the podcast.
1: No, I that's, think that's fair. A section. No, I, I understand there, But there, I just again no... wanna I wanna <laughs>
2: congratulate Caleb
1: for making it into the Reds Hall of Fame. Um I, I heard they were gonna put a display right next to the forty one ninety two balls. Uh there's a display there that has all of Pete Rose well, it's not all of the game used balls, but there's four hundred or four thousand one hundred and ninety two balls on the wall. I think they were to put seven next to that in a picture of a picture of Caleb. So congratulations to him again.
2: I'm not even gonna do anything further. I'll just go ahead and end the lightning round. you you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum, a bum. Oh,
3: you are a bum. You're
2: a bum, and that's all you'll ever be—a bum. Well, that hurts, man. All right, I'm gonna take this one since I didn't have a lightning round. This is the horrible. bum of the week. Is, this is horrible. <laughs> is a video that has been circulating of a grown woman vomiting on the- Not not even grown, that's someone's grandma. Vomiting on the back of a young child in a neck brace at the Bengals game. Like, have some decency. You grab a popcorn bucket, something. Like, don't don't throw up on the back (laughs) of a young child probably taking in their first Bengals game in a neck
3: brace. I, realized Why can't I find the video? wasn't
2: wasn't great, but <laughs> she probably had it taken down all across the internet. Um, oh my God. it's horrible. If you want to find it, it's been retweeted by lots of. Okay, Ed's got it. He'll probably show it here on the uh, on the YouTube version of this. If you want to,
3: if you have a weak stomach, fast forward about a, a minute. <laughs>
2: yeah, turn away from it. I don't know how long it's going to take for Ed to get it up, but. I got it right here. Okay.
1: No audio though. This poorly. This poor I think kid. She, she's like, oh, I don't feel real good, and then there it is. And nobody notices. Until the second puke, and then this guy in the orange shirt notices, and he looks over and just goes, oh, that sucks. It doesn't even say something <laughs> to his buddy next to him. Like, hey, man, you're about to get puked on. Like, Because a kid can't turn around. It's a, is that a woman? I don't know. Can't I don't know turn. A, I don't Wait know Did that a, guy that, have his that, pants down? Be... <laughs> Hold on. The guy who just walked by her. What's up with his pants? Are they gone? Like, are they down? No, he's got, he's his,
2: got a his shirt tied around his waist. Right around his waist.
1: Oh, okay, I thought there was something else in this video that we didn't get to point out.
2: That might not be a, a child that actually might be a grown woman in a neck brace. Either way, it's someone in a neck brace. And this lady's just like, Definitely. Not, she's all in
1: her purse is underneath I was the gonna seat. Say,
3: puking on her stuff underneath the seat. And have you noticed
1: her shirt? Like it's two handprints on her chest. Like, it's,
2: oh man, it just gets worse. Every time you watch it,
3: I'm you taking it
1: down. Yep. Thanks.
3: All right. So that's the bum of the week. All right, Ed. Did you watch wrestling this week?
1: No, I was fixing a fence.
3: <laughs> all right. No, nope. Chad, Chad. Do you disagree with anything else?
0: I disagree with Ed not watching wrestling every week.
3: <laughs> I had all
1: plans of doing it, and then the guy called and said he was coming this week to do the fence. So I had, I had, I had a lot of stuff I had to get
3: done. Ed, that was a golden opportunity to hit chad with the bomb and his segment (laughs) and just move on no
1: that would have been a bad idea because the the music's turned up all the way that would have been there (laughs) would be cars wrecking on the road
3: wrecking all right well that's gonna do it for for us here at part of the we'll talk we'll
0: talk in the after show about a lot of responsibility ed
3: that's (laughs) that's that's another episode in the books Uh, um
1: responsibility I, i turned down the music this week
3: again i hope you're enjoying our new format uh it's it's different it is different, as we didn't even get to get anything about the, the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: maybe the funniest thing you've done, Ed. Say.
3: For, for 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 Ed Mayhall, for Jeff Howell, for Chad Brendel, I'm Aaron Smith. That's another episode of PTP, and we're out. Once we get a
1: time and date, we'll let you all know.
3: Bye.